It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On your Thursday episode of Locked on Raptors, who will lead the Toronto Raptors in all of the key statistical categories? Points, assists, dunks, all that and more coming up on today's show with Jamar Hines of Raptors Republic. Thanks for hanging. Oh, because like, when I shot, I expected to make it. So like, I don't shoot kind of miss. So. You are Locked on Raptors, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on and welcome to another episode of Lockdown Raptors, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Thursday, October the 12th, and I'm your host, Sean Woodley. I've been covering the Toronto Raptors now going on 10 seasons on various platforms. You can find all my work over on Twitter or whatever we call the website these days, at WoodleySean. You can follow the show at Lockdown Raptors on Instagram, and you can go and join the Lockdown Raptors Discord server. The link is in the description. Come hang out. It's a great place to be with all sorts of sickos just like you who can't get enough talking ball with people on the internet come hang out it's a it's a great place a lovely little community we got building around the show and it should be a pretty popping spot to be during raptors games this season so hit the link in the description if it's not uh active if it's expired just shoot me a dm i'll get you the link at any time as well, all right. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel, the official sports book of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet five bucks, get two hundred dollars in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com/lockedon to get started, and also be sure to visit all your favorite podcast apps and YouTube to subscribe, follow, rate, review, tell a friend, uh, and support the show for free. Get those episodes each and every day, fresh into your feed. All right. 
On today's show, we're going to run through a pretty basic preseason exercise. Who will lead the Raptors? Who will be the top three Raptors, that, that is? In all of the major statistical categories, we're going to run through points, assists, rebounds. Ever heard of them? we got blocks, steals, and a couple other ones as well, including slam dunks, the most important stat of all, made threes. We'll rattle off as many as we can over the course of today's show. We will do so with our pal Jamar Hines from Raptors Republic. Jamar, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good, and you finally went up to 10 years. I was waiting for when you were going to change from 9 to 10 in your intro, so congrats. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, it makes me feel very old. Yeah, I think like media day was when I was like, all right, new season. I can do this now. It's okay. uh, you know, I, I'm not doing stolen valor to say I've done 10 years covering the team. Um, let's uh, dive in here, though. We got a lot of stats to run through. We got a lot of dudes to talk about as to where they're going to rank. We're going to try to assemble the top three in all of the major stat categories for the Toronto Raptors this coming season. We will begin... Where, where else will we begin? Points. It's what everybody cares about. Who's going to lead the Toronto Raptors in points? Who will be second? Who will be third? A little refresher. Last season for your Toronto Raptors, Pascal Siakam led the way at 24.2 points a game. Fred Van Vliet was second at 19.3. Those points are going to have to be dispersed somewhere. And Gary Trent Jr. came in at 17.4 points per game. Uh, no OG Ananobi, no Scotty Barnes, no Jakob Pertl, no Malachi Flynn. Uh, none of those guys sneaking to the top three jamar let's begin with you who you got as your uh, raptors leading scorer this season is this one pretty chalk do you think it's going to be pascal yeah it should still be pascal i know they're um, tinkering with him working off the ball more mm-hmm. and scotty being more of a focal point offensively than he was the first two seasons but pascal should still lead the uh raptors in scoring now i don't know if he's going to score 24 points a game it might go down a tick, but he'll still lead the Raptors in scoring. And then to round out the top three, mm-hmm. I would actually go Scotty second. Okay. And OG third. OG third. Okay. Uh, I would have Gary falling out of that top three because he's, from what I've seen, I mean, he came, I mean, he did that preseason game. I want to say he led the team in scoring. He did. 22-1-0, the classic Gary Trent Jr. line. We love him for just, it. Just, just buckets. <laughs> but generally, he's going to be coming off the bench, and it is possible to average like 17, 18 points a game off the bench. But I just feel OG's a guy that has been talking about being more in the offense for a few seasons now. Mm-hmm. So I think OG would score more than Gary being a starter. So I'm going to go with Scotty um, being more of a focal point. I have him at two, Pascal one, OG three. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think Pascal number one. I, and I think, honestly, his offense is going to come a lot easier this season, I would imagine, because he's not going to be asked to uh, run very slow developing pick and roll offense where he is just like this heliocentric force who's just trying to make things happen in the face of many defenders being thrown his way. I, I think he's going to get to attack tilted defenses a little bit more often i think his efficiency is probably going to go up his usage might dip like a little bit I, you know i i think it's pretty hard to carry like a 30 percent usage rate which i believe is what he carried last season as i double checked right here 28.8 was his usage rate last season so uh you know not uh you know like a 
Russell Westbrook or Luka Doncic level usage, uh, but I think we'll probably see it dip down a little bit, but I think the efficiency, and I think a lot more three-point shooting, frankly, is going to lead to Pascal kind of netting out to around 23, 24 points again. Um, Second on this team, actually not going to go Scotty Barnes. I think Scotty will get to a stat I think he's going to lead in in a little bit. Okay. I think I probably will go OG for number two here. I, I think, once again, very similar to Pascal, I think he's going to get to benefit a lot from tilted defenses, from, you know, the initiation happening, from the, you know, the sort of dribble handoff spots and all of that. And I just think, like, OG was so bloody good down the stretch last season playing off of Jakob Pertl with a big man who can pass to him. I feel like he maybe is the player who benefits most from that. I'm sure there will be some moments where he gets some creation kind of sprinkled in there as well, but I frankly think there's a real opportunity to kind of let OG lean into the stuff that OG does incredibly well, even more this season. And so I think he probably scrapes around 19, 20 points a game. I think he probably fills in that Fred roll around 19 a game. And then beyond that, I think I might have Gary third. I Still think Gary third. Okay. He's got to be the trigger man. Someone's got to shoot yeah. on this bloody team, yeah. man. Uh, you're right. You're <laughs> and, right. Yeah, and I think Scotty. You know, I think he's, I think Scotty will have like an uptick in his scoring, but I think he'll probably come in around fourth. But the playmaking will probably be the thing that really kind of uh, sings there for him. I'd say you know, Goji comes in around nineteen and a half twenty. Gary probably comes in around like sixteen and a half seventeen, and and Scotty's probably like fractions of a point behind i think those four guys though are gonna you know kind of be the dudes who carry the day which would make sense it's kind of what's happened on this team for for many many years now um do you have a like a a stealth like okay everything breaks right this guy ends up as a top three scorer on the raptors or maybe everything breaks wrong i suppose it could go the other way as well um i mean I, the only one I left out, Gary, and yeah. you have him on there. Outside of that, I can't see someone having some sort of insane season to just surprise me and jump into the top three. Like, I, mean, I don't think I think Dennis's minutes are gonna like kind of interchange sometimes when it comes to starting and coming off the bench. So I wouldn't mm-hmm. pick him. That was the only other guy that would come to mind. I think he's pretty chalked, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, you go back to 2019-20. Dennis Schroeder was a finalist for Sixth Man of the Year. 18.9 points a game, over 31 minutes a game. I think he's probably like the stealth guy, especially if they do end up sort of moving to him coming off the bench, which I think they should do. You know, I'll I'll keep on hammering this until they do it uh, or until this Dennis starting five proves they can kind of overcome the very stark lack of shooting in that group. Um, But I think if you can run Dennis with like a a spacing heavy bench lineup, he could totally go off and kind of have like a a six man of the year caliber season where you're averaging 17, 18 a game. Um, Not saying it's likely, but he's probably my stealth pick if someone outside of the usable suspects is going to slide in there Um, very quickly. Let's go to uh, total three-pointers made, kind of tying into the scoring situation. Once again, big vacuum to be filled. 207 threes out of the 880 the, Toronto's, the Toronto Raptors hit last season. Almost a quarter of the threes were off the hands of Fred Van Vliet. Uh, they're going to have to fill in that gap somehow. Gary Trent Jr. was second at 166. OG was third at 142. And then no one else broke 100 on this team last season. Who do you have as leading this team in threes? You know, we don't have to necessarily do a top three for this one. I kind of think it's interesting just kind of thinking about it as to who the single leader on this team might be when it comes to three-point volume. 
I think it's going to be Gary. I yeah. can give you a top three, though. Sure, go nuts. I'll go G- Gary one, OG two, and three is kind of tough. Three is kind of tough. Uh, I thought you were preparing for a, a, a Grady Dick statement of uh, intent. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's doing sure. it, baby. <laughs> I'm not sure, Grady, but hell, you know what? It would be great if you could do this. But why yeah. don't we put Pascal at three? I was going to say, Pascal, I think there's going to be more catch-and-shoot opportunities yeah. for him. He's I mean, going to have to take him. This. So, yeah, mm. I think I think I'll go with that. And he was third behind, uh, you know, for takeout Fred, but third behind Gary and OG last season. So it right. is sort of chalk, but uh, I think, yeah, th- there could be, I think, a pretty significant uptick for him. He, shot, he hit 93 threes last season. If he can break, like, 120, 130, that would be absolutely lovely and pretty critical, I think, to the overall health of the Toronto Raptors. We're going to come back on the other side, Jamar, and get into playmaking. Who's going to lead this team in assists? I think this is probably the most interesting question considering how this team figures to play. We will get into that in just one second. But first, must tell you, better friends over at FanDuel, the number one sports book in all the land. And right now is a perfect time for you to get in on the action with FanDuel to get into the early going of the NFL season. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet that's $200 in bonus bets win or lose there's no downside there you make a $5 bet you win great you lose hey you get $200 in bonus bets anyway and you can use those bonus bets on anything from spreads player props over unders and more the app is super easy to use there's a wide range of betting options and of course like you you don't even just have to do football stuff right maybe you're a hockey fan and the NHL season started you want to go you know pick a Stanley Cup winner down the line lay some futures bets you can do that with the NBA as well maybe there's uh, somebody out there in the NBA who you're like, that's a stealth MVP candidate that no one's thinking about. Maybe we throw some money down there. Either way, you can all do it with FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash on to kick off the NFL season as well as all the other sports seasons that are ongoing right now. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL and of the Locked On Podcast Network. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right, we continue on here. Jamar Hines here for your first listen of the day. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks to the everydayers. We love you. You're the best. Um, and if you haven't yet, go and check out the last couple days worth of shows. We talked about some interesting questions hanging over the team with Katie Heindel yesterday. We re- recapped the first preseason game on Tuesday with Big V. You can go and check those out as always. Okay, Jamar, let's go to assists, shall we? Once again, a pretty big vacuum at the top of the assist chart for this Toronto Raptors team. 
Last season, of course, Fred Van Vliet led the way on a per-game basis at 7.2 dimes a game. Second on the team was Pascal Siakam at 5.8. Third, Scotty Barnes, 4.8. Then a drop-off from there, Jakob Pertl, 2.2. I believe he averaged like three, three and a half after he came to the Raptors. Uh, and then not a ton of like traditional playmaking types beyond that. Gary Trent Jr., uh, Ochananobi, just kind of scraping around two a game. Uh, who you got? Leading the team in assists this coming season, Jamar, I think this is a very fascinating question with many potential answers. Okay, well, we're hoping for the Scotty jump. So mm-hmm. I have his numbers probably a little bit higher than you because I had him leading uh, second leading scorer. Mm-hmm. I want to see him lead the team in assists. Yep. And then I would put Pascal second and Dennis Schroeder third. And, I think that checks out pretty well uh, you know Dennis Schroeder is a weird one right because like he has plenty of assist potential I feel like he also you know he kind of you know, they're, they're, maybe historically like, historically yeah. though he was I mean I know this was like a starter type minutes mm-hmm. which not fully guaranteed to have that here but like back in Atlanta days he hovered around six seven assists yeah. a game so I feel like he does enough playmaking where he would be that third guy because after mm-hmm. Pat, uh, Scotty and Pascal there's a little bit of a drop-off when it comes to playmaking you mentioned mm-hmm. Pertle which he can do some playmaking as well but I don't think he I hope he's not third in assists because that might <laughs> be a problem if he is so mm-hmm. I'm thinking Dennis is going to average more assists than Pertle see We'll get to Dennis versus Pirtle in a sec, because actually that's okay. kind of fascinating. But I agree. Right. I'm picking Scotty Barnes to lead this team in assists. I'm actually going to pick Scotty Barnes to average like seven assists a game. I really think... I can see that. Yeah, like even like seven and a half. Like if he can put up a line of like 17, 7, and 7 or something like that, 18, 7, and 7, maybe that seems a little bit underwhelming, but I think that would indicate like, okay, like there's some facilitating chops here for Scotty Barnes. And, you know, the passing vision is just undeniable. There's going to be more opportunity for him. He's going to have the ball in his hands. We saw tons of the, uh, you know, the dribble handoff stuff with him and Jakob Pertl in particular in that opening preseason game. Yeah, I think with the amount of responsibility Scotty's going to have and, you know, it's going to be incumbent upon him to sort of make defenses, not play the pass on him so much. But I think there's a real possibility that just the extra responsibility is going to lead to a whole lot of dimes for old scotty barnes which is very exciting i like to watch scotty barnes do cool passes also transition i think he's going to be a, a total monster in transi- transition yeah. this season i think that'll lead 100%. to quite a few dimes a night as well as i think this team is very much going to prioritize running off of misses grabbing and going stuff like that um pascal i find to be totally fascinating here because okay. the last couple seasons his assist numbers have been over five 5.8 last season he was you know up near seven at the start of the year just like a total heliocentric force um i almost wonder if it's healthier for the toronto raptors if he's averaging somewhere more in like the four four and a half range just to indicate that he's not being tasked with this gargantuan burden of being on the ball all the time and creating all of the offense through these probing pick and rolls and meandering drives um you know i I think if he can kind of trade in some of that playmaking for just kind of attacking the second side of the defense you're probably looking pretty all right, right, Jamar? I could see him. I could see that being the focus early, where mm. you know his assist numbers might be lower than what you're used to because mm-hmm. they want him to, you know, do more off-ball things and not carry the offense as much as he did last year, especially. But I feel as the season goes on, 
I feel like that's going to start to tick up, and he's probably going to end a year in like the mid fives still. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That would be my guess. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, even if Scotty makes the jump up to, if we're just going on like the math of assists, and look, the Raptors were not exactly a team that was rich with assists last season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it just if they're putting up twenty to eight, twenty-eight to thirty-two assists every night, like it seems like they want to, based on uh, the first preseason game that we're going off of and drawing all our conclusions from. Um, you know, just the math says that there will be more assists to be had for everybody, and obviously the seven point two that Fred dished out are going to have to go somewhere. Um, so by sheer force of math, yeah, maybe five, five and a half is, is a pretty reasonable guess there for Pascal. Maybe I'm kind of lowballing it to say four, four and a half. Um, you know, the nice thing is he can do it right. And if ever he's put in a yeah. spot where, you know, if Scotty misses time or, you know, the defense is, you know, lining up in a way that it makes sense to run things through Pascal, uh, he can certainly do that. And we'll have those big ballooned assist nights and triple doubles and stuff like that. Certainly throughout the season, I just think it'll be less of a priority. So I probably would put it around five that he comes in at as the number two assist guy on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned Yak and Dennis earlier, and I think mm-hmm. this one is super interesting. I also kind of mentioned previously Dennis maybe kind of encapsulating what he did during the 2019-20 season in OKC where, uh, you know, him and Darko Ryakovich, you know, had their beautiful, fruitful friendship spawned and all of that. Um, you know, he was a four-assist-a-game guy that season. Again, playing off of Chris Paul and Shea Gildas-Alexander. Of course, the Raptors do not have a Chris Paul who is going to, uh, you know, command the offense and accrue assists at, you know, a league-high level or anything like that. Um, but I do think that with the number of guys through whom it seems like they're going to want to run things from Yak to probably a little bit of OG here and there to Scotty, Pascal, Dennis, even like bad young based on the first preseason game. I-, I do wonder if we probably see like a little bit of a dip in Dennis's sort of assist totals from the last couple seasons. Last year, he was at four and a half with the Lakers, um, you know, 4.6 in the 21-22 season where he split between Boston and Houston where he was not especially very good. Um, you know, he's kind of been in that four and a half to five to six range over his career. Uh, but those two seasons in OKC, he kind of dropped down right to around four. And I wonder if maybe that's sort of where he's going to slot in on the playmaking hierarchy on this team. Um, you know, there will be those quick, easy assists to Yaka Pirtle in the, in the pick and roll and stuff like that, but I don't think they're going to be able to run a ton of traditional pick and roll without all the shooting that you typically want to have when you run spread pick and right. roll. Um, and I just think Yak at the elbows, there's some real potential for like four assists a game there from Yak. Like, I don't necessarily agree that it's a bad thing if he's third on the team in assists. Like, what, what would give you troubling sort of feelings if that were the case, Jamar? I just feel that if Yak was third in assist and Schroeder's not doing enough playmaking. Fair. It's just really as simple as that, where I just, I mean, I I, I would expect Schroeder's assist numbers to not really change. It would be somewhere in the mid fours. And I just feel like if you're depending on Yak with that much playmaking out of like the high post area, that's probably not a good sign towards mm. like, you know, as good as the offense should be um so i mean well what am i talking about in terms of (laughs) the the offense um in half court still probably not going to be very good but i'm just saying even for (laughs) even for even for our like expectations not really being that high if we're depending on yak to be third um as an assist guy i think i just i just think that means things would be bogged down more than it should be Hmm. I guess I feel like it's less of a dependence thing and more of a just the way the offense might flow. Like, I think Yak is going to be 
used as a hub quite a bit, whether it's as a handoff guy or as someone kind of working the short roll and the pick and roll. Not that I think there are going to be tons of opportunities for him to really work the short roll because I don't see many of the Raptors ball handlers you know drawing two or anything like yeah. that um you know it happened a couple times with Schroeder in the preseason game I was like oh well, all right that's great I would love to see uh defenses that are not the Kings defense uh kind right. of, yeah, and whether they'll the do similar things yeah, yeah yeah um but yeah I I think it could be close maybe I'm overestimating okay. the the hub that will be Jakob Pertle but I I think I might just for fun's sake say Yak third Dennis fourth just by a hair like I think they'll be both be kind of in the four ballpark but uh I, I kind of like the idea of Yak being that th- look I'm a sucker for a big man who does cool okay. passes everybody knows this I'm uh, like I'm an absolute mark for it so perhaps also, I'm being seduced by it here <laughs> also there's probably times we saw it a little bit last season where Jakob doesn't even close games maybe precious yeah. to close his games so I don't know I mean, I guess you could say the same for Dennis, not always like not always starting and stuff like that. So, yeah, it is an interesting debate, but we'll see. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I guess this probably becomes more of a thing for Yaks, like tilting in Yaks' favor if he's if Dennis isn't starting, right? Where right, hundred um, you know, percent. Dennis maybe is more focused on just kind of getting buckets off the bench. Yak is working as a hub with the the Scotty and Gary and OG of it all, and that kind of leads to a little bit more playmaking there. But either way, an interesting one. We're gonna come back on the other side. We're gonna run through a few more very important stats, including rebounds, steals, blocks, and of course dunks. The most important of all stats we will do that in just one second but first just a reminder go check out locked on leafs every single day the buds with a nice comeback win last night looks like they're going to score a lot of goals give up a lot of goals that's fun hockey baby go listen to locked on leafs with mike and dave as they're breaking it all down for you each and every day over in your favorite podcast apps and on youtube we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed 93 percent of employers agree indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent indeed survey and listeners of this show will get a 75 dollars sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash podcast just go to indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash podcast terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed all right, Jamar, let's round this thing out with sure. uh, a rapid fire, if you will, through the team leaders in various stats. Look, rebounds, probably the least interesting one. Jakob okay. Pertle's going to lead this team in rebounds, right? Yes. Pascal Siakam will probably be second, and Scotty right. Barnes will probably be third. Do you have right. anyone who is nope. going to burst into that top three? Nope, that's my three. Um, Done. OG could possibly challenge, but I don't see it. Yeah, actually, OG on the team was sixth last season on a per-game basis. Precious was fourth at six, and uh, Boucher was fifth at five and a half. I was just doing that off the top of my head, so. Yeah. Um, You know, if Christian Coloco were healthy and, you know, kind of figured to be the backup center, which we don't really know what the situation is there with him right now. Hope all is well with him. I might kind of pick him as like a stealth dude to average five, six boards a game, but uh, he averaged three and. 13 minutes a game last season. It's pretty nice. He's a big dude. Um, but I don't think uh, you can count on anything from Christian Coloco right now. Unfortunately, um, I do think offensive rebounding is going to be a fascinating stat to watch. I think Yak might like uh, challenge records for offensive rebounding because <laughs> I okay. think Darko Ryakovich, A, wants to hammer the offensive glass and B, 
Uh, Yak is good enough that you can kind of just have him be the sole offensive rebounding crasher type, and you can kind of maintain the integrity of your transition defense while still having your cake and eating it too. Um, Samson, Folk, and Joe Wolfon talked about this last week on the Raptors Republic podcast, uh, digging into sort of Steven Adams and how he was just kind of used as a one-man offensive rebounding wrecking crew for those Memphis teams that Darko was an assistant on, and I wonder if we see something similar here with uh, Yaka Pertle just munching up those offensive boards pretty exciting stuff i also think they're going to have a very high priority on defensive rebounding and he's going to rack him up there i would expect he actually averages north of 10 boards a game um i I would be pretty surprised if he doesn't he was 9.1 last season i think the one man rebounding crew in memphis is why jaron jackson jr doesn't grab any boards (laughs) got it (laughs) sorry i decided to take a shot (laughs) take shots at uh uh, fibo world cup fourth place finisher (laughs) jaron jackson jr all you want um let's go to uh steals shall we last right. season obviously the raptors loved their steals og Ananobi led the entire nba in steals fred van vliet was just behind uh og's 1.9 with 1.8 gary trent jr was at 1.6 uh obviously no fred van vliet on this team you would assume og and gary pretty high up there who you got as the third steals man on this toronto raptors team or maybe you have two guys that are not og or gary in that mix as well Okay, so steals is fascinating to me because mm-hmm. their defensive philosophy is going to change a little bit. Where they're not going to yeah. be doing as much gambling and running everywhere and trapping and and trying to like like win the margins, forcing turnovers that way. You heard uh, anybody who was watching the game on TV, Alvin Williams kind of called out OG a little bit because he said he like on numerous plays he's already gambled and they don't want to gamble as much this year defensively. So I think you can OG, allow OG to gamble. He's pretty good at it. <laughs> OG will still lead. I agree with Gary being high. I was trying to think of a third person. Um because everybody else isn't really is either A not a high steals person or B mm-hmm. won't play enough to be high up in steals. I was thinking my first think thought was Dennis, mm. and he's not even to my surprise, looking at his numbers, he's not even really a high steals guy. Never so, been, no. Yeah, Career which is a little one a game. Yeah, which is honestly a little bit surprising because he can be a pest defensively. He's been known for that, so I just assume he's he an ethical more... pest. He doesn't got to fight for steals. He just <laughs> okay. good at defense. <laughs> okay, interesting. Um, throw it a little bit of a wild card. Okay, and I mean this, this probably won't hit, but. Let's say what what is the health status of Otto Porter? Uh seems like he's healthy. Seems like he's playing. Because he's good. a guy if he is healthy enough and plays enough minutes, because I feel like he would have some sort of role. He's mm-hmm. a guy that could possibly be third. Possibly. Yeah. That's a little bit of a wild card, I know, but between picking through Scotty, Pascal, Stennis, I just None of those guys are high steel guys, so I'm going a little bit off the board here. I I like that quite a bit. I think I'm actually going to go Scotty. Okay. And I think it's because, A, he's going to have probably more on-ball looks, and I think you know he's got the length and hopefully the hands to kind of poke balls free. 
um, once in a while. And I also think like he's going to be sort of an off-ball rover type, and I think you're going to see him kind of hawk passing lanes and stuff like that. Um, I, I think this is this one's going to be like razor thin. Obviously, it steals. It's a low right. number anyway, so it's yeah. by nature razor thin. Um, I think Yak is a pretty good sort of like steal getting center type guy. I think Jalen McDaniels kind of he also a chance he also came to mind. Here. He also yeah. came to mind. Yeah. Just don't know how much he's going to play yet, so I, I, exactly. I have a hard time picking him to like with a per per game stat, you know, kind of having him in there. But I think this is uh, kind of anybody's ball game. I'll go Scotty for now. I do think OG leads the team. I think Gary's second, and I think um, Scotty, Yak, even Pascal, Otto, McDaniels—they're all kind of in that sort of fight for third. The the no like the very notable and uh, illustrious title of third on the team in steals per game that all these guys will be you know building their entire seasons around. Uh, blocks, 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 blocks. Uh, Jakob Pertl, you would assume is going to lead the way. Yeah. Um, who you got is number two and three. Number, okay, so this is something I would slot Coloco in, but as we already mentioned, yep. I'm not sure what you can expect from him health-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd go Chris Boucher second. Okay. And I'd go Scotty third. Scotty was third last year, tied with Boucher at point in a game. Um, okay. I, I, Coloco would have been, I think, a great pick here. He averaged one a game, and, and again, 13.8 yeah. minutes last season. He would just have, like... Just being as enormous as that guy is, you're going to accrue some blocks. If he's ho- think- if he gets healthy with his respiratory issues throughout the season, then mm-hmm. uh, this this would be something I'd put Coloco second. But just for the fact that I don't know is why I yeah. don't have him on here. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Uh, I think we're going to see Scotty Barnes kind of I, – I really am kind of bullish on a Scotty Barnes defensive renaissance this season a little bit. Okay. Um, and I think we could kind of see him be almost like a, like a, a one steal, one block a game type guy. And so I'm going to go Scotty number two in blocks. I'm going to go Pascal number three. I, I think okay. there's a defensive resurgence from Pascal coming this season as well. It was kind of a weird season. The last couple of years have been weird because he's had such a burden on his plate offensively. I think the sort of benefits of not having Pascal have to be everything is going to make it so he can actually kind of do more things pretty well. And uh, I think that applies to catch and shoot threes. I think that applies to attacking off the catch. I think that applies to his sort of defensive principles and, you know, whether it's helping on the ball and then picking up steals that way or working as the low man and sort of a help defender, which he's been very good at throughout his career. I, uh, I'll i go Pascal. He's never been a huge blocks guy, but I kind of like the idea of him, Scotty, and Yak kind of converging at the rim to cause all sorts of hell for opposing players. Uh, let's go to the only stat that matters. Dunks. <laughs> Dunks, dunks, dunks. Uh, I've just pulling up the stats from last year in the number of raw dunks. OG and Anobi led the team with three dunks can I, last season. Can I, yeah, what's up? Yeah, I was going to – sorry. I was going to – going to do some trivia on the fly? No, no, no. <laughs> I was going to try and – because I don't know the numbers at all when it comes to dunks. Hmm. I was going to try and guess without knowing the top three last year. I'm sorry. So, I ruined the guess. Yeah, game. no, but uh, I was going to have OG first. two and three. Anyway. Yeah, okay, I was going to have OG first anyway, so that doesn't matter. Uh, so, okay, OG first. And then after that, it's kinda, I feel like there's going to be a drop-off. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go Yak second, although he's not really a dunks guy. I, yeah, it's, <laughs> not look even on close. Your, not, I, look, the look on your face says it all. I'm just going to – Yeah, just, I mean, allow he, me. Uh, yeah. 
And then, <laughs> and then, hmm. You know what? You know what? No, no, scratch that. Scratch that. Let's <laughs> let's let's go. Let's go OG first. Uh huh. Let's go. Damn. People are screaming at home with with their own answers. Surely, right now as well as we've created this guessing game. <laughs> OG first. Boucher second. And uh, is this your guess or your uh, declaration for this season? First, this is your guess. Yeah. Okay. OG okay. first. Boucher second. Scotty third. I was flirting with Precious for a second. Flip Scotty and Boucher, and you got it. Scotty was second with eighty-three dunks. Boucher was third. With I didn't think he had dunks. that many dunks. Okay. Yeah, Scotty dunks a lot. Uh, okay. Well, and... those those are my those are my three. I'm just I'm gonna stick with that order. I'm gonna say Boucher second, Scotty third. I don't mm-hmm. know. If we're going by percentage of field goal attempts that are dunks, uh, Chris Boucher at fourteen point nine percent is. Uh, I mean, Christian Coloco thirty two percent leads the team uh, from last year. Boucher was at fourteen point nine. Achua at fourteen point one. Just he missed some time. Uh, Precious is always in this conversation for dunks as well, and he might be the best dunker on the team in terms of uh, who gets me out of my seat the most. Uh, so, who are your predictions? Uh, I rattle through them quick here. Your one, two, three, and total dunks for the Raptors this season. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm misunderstood what you said before. Those are my top three. Oh, those are your top three. Okay. Yeah. OG, yeah. Scotty, Boucher. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, Boucher, Boucher. Uh, OG, Boucher, Scotty. Right. Okay. Um, I am skeptical of whether Chris Boucher remains in the rotation the whole season. And so I okay. am not going to have Boucher in my top three. I will say OG. I will say Scotty. And I think I will say Precious, Precious is my number okay. three. Mostly Makes just because I want to see it. Because that dude, when he yams, it is loud. It is mean. It is the best. Um, and I think all three of those guys, especially Scotty, I actually think I might pick Scotty to lead the team in dunks this season. Okay. Um, take the title away from OG. OG did it in 10 fewer games and led by 20 dunks over Scotty last season. So it's quite yeah. a jump to make. OG loves to dunk. Um, but I and think he- Scotty. Like he's gonna be moving towards the basket a lot. I, I think we could see, uh, and I think in transition he might just be like a dunking terror. But um, and I think well, we'll OG can create his... OG. Yeah, OG sorry, can create. Sorry, OG can create a lot of his own dunks. And what I mean by that is just he like he they're not even on offense, and he just jumps mm-hmm. the pass and just throws it down. He he did that a couple of times um mm-hmm. in the preseason game. So I just I don't think he's gonna be challenged. But I'd be surprised. You can surprise me. But I don't think he's gonna be challenged. Maybe this is also wishful thinking because Scotty's big dunks are like thunderous and awesome. I think of like the three step coast to coast against the Magic in his rookie yeah, season. Yeah, Giannis like type stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or like the one on uh, whatever bad Martin twin from the Heat. I guess he's the good Martin twin, Caleb Martin. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, that is it for our predicting the top three in all the major stat categories for your Toronto Raptors. Jamar, thanks so much for hanging out, buddy. It was great to have you. Anything you want to plug for the good people? Uh, just check my Twitter link. Um, my Raptors Republic stuff is there. Going to get back into the swing of all the previews and recaps. Uh, I had one for the first preseason game, and then we had this weird week-long break uh, between preseason games, which is yeah, I odd. Hate it. <laughs> it's like okay so you have um some teams like the celtics that play back to back and then mm-hmm. you have the raptors who play one game a week like the nfl 
And then you have some teams with six preseason games. You have some teams with like three or four. You have the Mavs who are playing a bunch of theirs internationally. The preseason schedule is weird to me. I'm not like having a major gripe about it, but it's just Mm -hmm. like, who made this? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to keep on going with the charade of a three-week preseason, like we all need it in our lives, uh, I'd least like to like have some games to watch. Uh, (laughs) It would be really cool. I guess it'll be loaded up next week. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, we will leave it there. Thank you, Jamar, for hopping on. Thank you to the listeners for tuning in. You can find me at Woodley Sean. You can join the Discord. Link in the description. Come hang out. We'd love to see you there. Uh, you can find the show on Instagram at Locked On Raptors. We're on Twitter at Locked On Raptors as well. Even though I don't really tweet from that account much anymore, because why would I tweet from multiple accounts on that hell site? Um, also, you can go and uh, support the show by subscribing, rating, reviewing, following, etc. on your favorite podcast apps and on YouTube, so you never miss an episode. And with that. We will leave you there. We'll talk to you again on Friday. Uh, I'm not sure what we're going to talk about yet. It might be a little situation of where do the Raptors rank in all the key statistical categories as a team within the league. That'll be coming up tomorrow. Until then, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you then. Bye-bye. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.